How do you mean that? Well, I mean that there are the colors and the beauties, the designs, the beautiful way things appear. People themselves, dull people, but I thought dull, appear fascinating, interesting, mysterious, wonderful. But that's only the beginning. Welcome to Strange People, Weird Worlds. Let's get this show started. had a concert canceled at this point yeah josh had a concert canceled um i know a lot of my friends who are musicians they all had all their shows canceled out um things have escalated quickly since our last show i you know our, our last episode i was talking about how i still had a job and we literally got done recording and an hour later i got an email that i did not have a job anymore and you know what's crazy is since that show i still had a job and now I do not have a job. <laughs> no jobs. No jobs. No jobs. no jobs. Did you get on unemployment yet? Um, no, I got to get that going. Oh, it's, just, it's rough. It's, so they they were so busy when I tried because the day I got on, it was like 10,000 people applied. Oh but my god! I I would the website just wasn't working. Um, I I tried from day one for the website that never worked for me. Um, I called. And the phone would basically just beep back at me and say, user is busy. And so eventually I just had to commit and I just sat there like doing that over and over again. So about 30 to 40 minutes of actually hitting call, it finally rang. And it's to the point where you're used to hanging up and doing it again. So I almost hung up on like the the get through. (laughs) So it rang. Yeah. right. (laughs) Put me on hold for two and a half hours. And... I was, you know, I was doing my thing, uh, whatever I was working on, like the show or D&D or something, and I had just taken a big old hit of weed, and all of a sudden I hear a lady, like, coming on to Ann, like, hello, this is so-and-so with, and I'm like, it was a bit, like, it, I, it was a coffer. I was getting ready to cough, and... Oh, no, and she probably was like, do you have the corona? I held it back. It was, it was very impressive. I was like... To see the length that people are going to cover their coughs. Yeah, right. Coughs and sneezes. Like, I have really bad seasonal allergies. Allergies are terrible right now, too. So So bad. And I'm just like, can you have a better time to come around allergies? Yeah. But I was in Target before all this, like, before everything started to get really crazy. And I was getting a board game with Alex, my roommate. And I'm, like, talking with him. And I look at him and I was like... Alex, I have a problem. He's like, what? I was like, I have to cough. And he's like, Anya, don't you dare. There was like two around us. <laughs> right? <laughs> I like went into my hoodie and I was like, <clears throat> and this one lady looked at me and I was like, stop it. I have allergies. <laughs> and I smoke weed. Right? I know because Miranda's working at home. So I, I try to be respectful about, you know, smoking weed in the house. Like I'll, I'll if I can't. I'll either do it in a corner of the house she's not. Like, usually my upstairs, the room I'm recording in right now, I smoke in, too. But she's been using it as an office until today. We bought her a desk and kind of converted another room into an office for her. So I got my space back. But, you know, all week I'm, like, I'm downstairs kind of smoking out the back door. And we're in the townhouse, so it's very tight quarters. And I'm outside in my little back patio just, like, hacking away and shit. And I'm like, I'm just smoking weed. <laughs> you have to and I have stoner. Yeah, asthma, stoner with the asthma. <laughs> Don't mind me, chronic bronchitis. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But, you know, other than that, um, it's, 
we're kind of enjoying ourselves. Like, it's nice. Miranda's home. I know our dogs are loving it. Oh, yeah. My animals, they are... My cat, I think, is so fed up with me at this point because I have <laughs> mothered him. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, being home all the time now, I get to see how much he sleeps. And so, like, last week... So I went myself into quarantine, like, two weeks ago because I had a cough and I didn't know what it was. I wanted to take my precautions. Yeah. And then yeah. the state issued the mandated shutdown. So I was like, oh, I got another two weeks on top of my two. So it was probably, like, a week and a half in, and I was just looking at my cat, and I was like, is he okay? He's sleeping so much. And Haiti, one of my other roommates, she goes, Anya, you do realize that he probably does this all the time when we're not here and we're just home right now. And I'm like, yeah, that's bad. Oh, right. yeah, they they chill during the day because I'm home during the day all the time. That's when our cat sleeps. He's, I find him just, like, knocked out, one leg up in the air. And just, yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, otherwise, how are they going to have the energy to be awake all night and cry and bother you? See, mine doesn't do that. Mine sleeps with me all night. Our, when I moved in, Miranda would just let the cat do that. And I, I have since put an end to it with a series of hissing and <laughs> throwing things at the door. But we would let him sleep with us, but he's a little asshole. Like, if Stop you, it. If you let him sleep with you, he will, like, walk around your head on the bed in the middle of the night and cry and do dumb shit like that, so... He gets locked out, but he does. Oh, wow, Yeah, he does stay quiet now, though. So that's good. Uh, so I finally got my internet fixed, but I wonder how many people are using Zoom right now. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Like, that's a thing. And it's Monday. A lot of people are back from their little spring break, so classes are back on online. Yeah, yeah teachers are Zooming it up. How does, what's in it for Zoom, you know? Like, because we're not paying to use Zoom. You know, and what's interesting is I, like, never really heard of Zoom before last semester. No, I didn't hear of it until we did that show with Robbie. Yeah, it's crazy, because, like, before I knew of, like, um, Uvu and Skype, and then Zoom just came out of the woodworks and was like, look at me, I'm a new provider. Yeah. So, well... Cool. I mean, I and again, I don't know like what's in it for any of these companies. Like, so there's no advertising or anything. <clears throat> yeah, it's. Um, I wonder if they're like getting a cut, or especially because Zoom is a free service. I mean, I know you have to pay if it's over a certain amount of time. Huh. But as long as Zoom, as long as you guys keep keep it free for small shows, that'd be great. What if they're slowly siphoning our life force out of us while we're using it? Oh, my God, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got time to think right now. It's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I've had way too much time to be, like, in my head. Yeah. I am a great housewife, though. That's, uh, yeah? that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, we always knew I would be. You know, Miranda and I joke about it. Like, if, if you know, we were going to go into, like, 50s roles, like, she's definitely, like, the worker and, like, the provider of the house. Like, I am much better <laughs> at dishes and cooking. And, and actually, I'm learning how housewife really was a full-time job. It is. And that's why when people are like, oh, you're a stay-at-home mom, like, I give you kudos if you were a stay-at-home anything. Yeah. And I know, you know, people with kids hate to hear, you know, dogs are like kids or whatever. And I'm not going to say they are, but I do have dogs to take care of. And I make their food and things like that. And so, you know, between my dogs and the upkeep of the house and stuff, like, I'm a busy guy. Like, I'm not sitting around in this, you know, quarantine stay-at-home time. Um, I wish I could say the same. <laughs> I, I definitely take time for me. Um, I'm about to beat Need for Speed the Run. 
Oh. Uh, people get to hear me play all these classic Xbox 360 <laughs> games. I was real close to buying a new system, and now I don't have a job, so that's I, um, So, not many listeners know, but my birthday was last Monday. And uh, so I had to spend my birthday in quarantine. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a thing right now for people. <laughs> <laughs> that is, but I made the best of it because... I mean, I know I mentioned it on previous shows, but I was supposed to go to Florida and I had this huge like vacation planned out for my birthday and spring break and all that like got canceled because I didn't want to risk it for the biscuit. Yeah. Yeah. And so what was that? Oh, no. Keep going. I was going to interrupt you. Oh, (laughs) Um, yeah. So I had to cancel all that and I decided to go buy myself a new TV and I bought a shit ton of video games. So I have just been like vegging out. Hell yeah. That's that's what's up. That's what's up for sure. I'm not gonna lie. I've got an awesome TV, as you've seen, but um, again, I'm just rocking the Xbox 360. But I don't care. Games are still games, and they're still fun. Exactly. And side note: PlayStation Five is coming out later this year. So Ooh, guess who's getting a PlayStation Four? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I like. I heard it was coming out, and I was like, man. Got my PS4 like four or five years ago. I'm not getting a new system for another couple years. You know what pissed me off back in the day is um, my first 360 got the red ring of death. You know the old, school, <gasps> the old school white one. Oh no! So I, I saved up my saved up my monies and I went and bought a brand new one for the full like 300 and something dollars, and it was mm-hmm. it was the white one still. This asshole at GameStop, you know they fucking know. A month later, the the sleek new black. Xbox 360s came out for the, <laughs> for the same price I paid for the white one, and then the white oh. ones went cheaper, and I, oh. it's just so frustrating, you know? What a dick. You know he knew. You know they knew, but they, I mean, again, like, what's he going to say? You know what? If I was working there, I would say something. I would be like, you know what? If you want to wait a month, this shit's about to be cheaper, or there's going to be a better Xbox out. Yeah, I would at least give him the buyer an option. Yeah, because yeah, like, I hey, like you pulled out. I for sure would have waited a month. That was kind of like when I got my uh, when I got my PS3. The PS4 like just came out, and I was like, "Are you you gotta be kidding me?" And then I when I got my PS4, thankfully the PS5 didn't come out, but they came up with like the new or the um, I forgot what they did with the PS4, the but they like flattened version. it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that one came out either six months after I got mine. Damn, damn. That's just kind of like the luck of the draw. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just I'm I'm gonna just solidly wait for PS5 to come out, and then I'm gonna step in there and get me a PS4. There you go. And just all the PS4 games, I'll I'll buy it used off some rich kid who's just cycling through his shit. You know, <laughs> I'll take the hand me downs. I don't care. You know, my roommate could probably try to buy it off him. He. Bless his soul. Um, huge gamer. Yeah. He has this problem with games, and he never spends his money. He works a shit ton. Very hard worker. And when he comes home, he buys all these video games. I, we were watching a movie the other day, and I went to go scroll on his thing to get to like an application, and I was like, what, Alex? And I just put the joystick all the way to the right. It literally scrolled for like 30 seconds through games. Damn. I was like, how many games do you have? He's like, I don't want to talk about it. I was like, oh, my God. Damn. <laughs> He's got a problem. That's well, kind of you know, problems. we all got our thing. Uh-huh. 
Well, um, welcome everybody to Strange People, Weird Quarantined World. Welcome, welcome. My name is Gregory Tanner. With me, as always, is the 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 quick the oh. the, the queer in the in the strange way, <laughs> and and the quarantined. On got the triple Q in. That's not easy. No, that wasn't. Round of applause. That hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Um, I don't even know if I said Anya Daniela. I don't know if I said the name. Anya <laughs> Daniela. Um, so, yeah, you know, we're all living that quarantine life. Got a cool episode today. This is our first, um, listener kind of request episode. <gasps> really? Yeah, so this one goes out to, uh, Dr. Johnny Love in Utah. Um, not a PhD, just Dr. Love. Well, I'm you know, Dr. Love. I'm excited for this episode. If your last name's Love, you got to be Dr. Love, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Nick Love and Dr. Love. Dr. Love. Um, <laughs> I I haven't thought of a name for this episode yet. It just hasn't come to me. Nothing nothing well, funny has jumped into my head yet. I mean, given the pictures that you sent me, I like was laying in bed and I looked at these. I was like, oh, this is going to be a weird episode. Oh, man. We got some good stuff. We got some good stuff. This is going to be like, this is like a two-parter, but all in one. And Ooh. that'll make sense later, I guess. So basically, we've got. Um, have you ever heard of creepy pasta? Negative ghostwriter. That's like people like kind of make up stories, like scary stories and weird stories, and they put them online. It's called creepy pasta. Um, this this borderlines that, but um, it, it's it's all based in truth. But um, I guess the theories around it. Uh, Basically, what I'm saying is this is this is a solved mystery for once. Um, I have oh, I have, it's solved. Yes, I've got I've I've cracked the case. I found the truth. Um, so we're gonna start with the mystery, and then we'll get into uh, what's really going on. Ooh. Ooh. So this this place has been associated with the Illuminati, with Egyptian death cults secret underground tunnels and supposedly even used to be associated used to have a link at heavensgate.com which is no longer working but if you're familiar with heaven's gate that's um that's one of those cults that kind of all killed themselves and went crazy you know all, that's a whole other story in itself but um you know the heaven's gate cult if you're not familiar with it you can look it up yourself but yeah they're just one of those crazy death cults but today we are talking about the House of Oculus Anubis. Ooh. Um, which is actually improperly named, but we'll talk about that later. And so, our, uh, like I said, a listener kind of sent me this, this link, and it references a Reddit story first. Um, not just a Reddit story, but somebody claiming to be reaching out for a little help and advice. And that's where we're going to start today. Okay. This was posted about five years ago on Reddit by No Sleep at Home. Ooh, I, uh, I've actually seen it through a, few, a couple of threads from that. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm not really on Reddit, so I don't know too much about 
That's actually where I found uh, a lot of the 411 cases. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very interesting thread. Very interesting. So, the title of the post is, I think I'm being followed and I could really use some advice. Help me out. And it goes as follows. There's a street near my house that is pretty eerie, and I'm not sure what to make of it. I'm asking for help or advice to what this place could be and what exactly my boyfriend and I could have potentially stumbled into. For clarification, so that everything I know is out there for everyone to know, I'm going to give a little background information into this street, as well as what my boyfriend and I have experienced. It might be a little long, but please stick with me. I truly need your help with this. Uh, you can easily look this up on Reddit. Um, even just looking up Oculus Anubis, you can find it pretty quickly. I edited a little uh, of like the fat, you know, but all, all the meat is definitely still on the bones here. So uh, Near my house, maybe 20 minutes away, is this really bizarre street of houses. This is taking place in Damascus, Oregon, by the way. Uh, that's about 20, 20 minutes south or north of Portland. I don't remember which one. Normally, all of these creepy stories come from the East Coast. Yeah, some West Coast, Pacific West creepiness. West Coast action here. Right? It's off the beaten path, smack dab in the middle of an area full of little country houses and farmlands. You drive down a one-lane gravel road with houses. Really nice houses, actually. Two stories, big garages, big windows. On either side of you, until you arrive at this miniature cul-de-sac. Cul-de-sac spelled funny. I think I've always said the word wrong, though. I, I say it oh. with like a T sound. Cul-de-sac. Cultus, just like cul-de-sac. Oh, like cul-de-sac. Yeah, like cult. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Huh. I guess spelled out as C-U-L space D-E space S-A-C. Cul-de-sac. Interesting spelling. I don't think I've ever actually looked up the spelling for cul-de-sac. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's weird. And I definitely pronounce it wrong, but I'm not changing that now. I'm 34. Hey, rock, <laughs> right when you pull into the turn, around there are large pyramids on either side of the street, separating the gravel road from the paved street. Starting at the pyramids and wrapping around the paved road are cobblestone walls surrounding the property, leading up to a giant gate, absolutely huge, as tall, if not taller than a house. On top of the gate is imagery depicting what looks like a lion fighting some sort of dragon. It's like a crest um, with a lion on one side, a dragon on the other, and some sort of symbolism in the middle. Topped with decorative leaf designs. Through the gates and down a gray paved path is a thing that really takes the cake. A giant statue of what I've assumed is Anubis, which is incorrect. It is a Sekka or something like that. It's an Egyptian god of war and healing. Anyhow, Anya, you saw the pictures of this stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're listening to this now, uh, as long as you're not listening at like 6 in the morning on Wednesday, I have posted pictures as well for you to look at on our Facebook and social media, uh, Instagrams, whatnots. So, yeah, you kind of you go down the street and you hit the cul-de-sac... And at the beginning of the cul-de-sac are these two pyramids, 
and then it's all like cobblestone and this big, just like old school, like you know, castle style gate. Um, what's your take on on just looking at that so far, Anya? Um, so I have the pictures pulled up on my computer right now for a bigger view, and like I definitely I understand where the creepy vibes come from because you. Oh, totally. They already have this kind of like, like creepy, eerie, whimsical feel to them. And I'm just assuming, you know, kind of putting myself into that driveway, being it like death quiet, being in the middle of this forest and having two huge pyramids on my left and my right. And then a like right directly in front of me is this huge cast iron gate that has that huge like gold plated crest on it. And you can even see the statue from Th- through the gate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you look straight through the gate. It's you know it's locked, and down a down a long path, you just see this statue of you know an Egyptian god. I mean, if I stumbled up to this by myself and like you know I wasn't looking for it, I probably I'd probably pee my pants a little bit <laughs> because I don't know. I feel like these are. It's just one of those scenes. I mean, I can even just get it from the pictures that you know, like weird shit has gone yeah. down. Really weird. She's right. gone here. So everything I've told you so far is confirmed fact. This place exists. There's pictures of it. You can look at it right now. Let's get into the rest of this story. Oh boy. It's awesome to say the least. I found this place around two years ago when a past friend took me to gawk at this amazing property. Since then, I've visited every so often, not that much until recently. My boyfriend, Mitch, had never seen the property. I decided to take him down there, let him get a look at it since I thought it was so cool, and he immediately took to it, not that I blame him. He found the whole area just as cool as I did, though instead of just gawking at the property, he wanted to do some research into it. Oh, no. <laughs> That's really fucked up. <laughs> right? Right? If you go digging and you find, like, a box with toenail clippings and, like, a hair strand and some, like, weird shit in it, you leave that box alone. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, you already opened it, and hopefully that's not too late. But, yeah, you you put that bitch back. Yeah. Hoping then you just, like, you pray to your gods that you're scared. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You say sorry and you put it back. (laughs) Right? You apologize to whatever, like, the first thing that comes to your mind is you're standing on that land. Yeah. Just, are, you just opened up a curse, my friend. Yeah, whoopsie. <laughs> well, Mitch started doing Google searches on it, looking on property sites to see how big the actual thing was, seeing if anyone else knew of it, and so on. We started going down there frequently, checking in on the place, trying to see if we could figure out any trends they might follow. The torches on the pyramids are sometimes lit and sometimes not. Though the more we visited, the less we found them to be lit. It's been a little investigative study, so to speak. I started off with just some simple observations. Every home has a white man, and they're talking about the street leading to the cul-de-sac. Every home has at least four cars. Most homes are lit at all hours of the day. Based off us visiting the street at 3 a.m., 10 a.m., 2 p.m., 5 p.m., 10 p.m., and midnight, all on separate occasions. The house to the left of the Anubis house, the one behind the big gates, always has every room completely lit at all times of the day. 
The radio will not work down by the Anubis house, whereas it will work at the end of all other streets. You are always being watched. Strange little list of facts. That's interesting. It's like the whole block knows what's going on. Yeah, a white van on every every driveway. That's. I just um, I'm on Google Maps and I dropped a little person in to kind of see this street, and I would not want to be on this street by myself at three o'clock in the morning. Right. It's man. Let's keep going. Yeah. My boyfriend and I realized the last part very early on into our visits. As in, the first day that I took him down to look the place over, it was around 1.30 in the morning. We jumped in our car, headed down, and took a look at the place. Everything was as described, well lit, no radio, and everyone's vans were in place. We drove down the gravel road and pulled up to the Anubis house. As we drove in, we saw the house on the left, the one that is constantly lit and full of people. The blinds in every room were drawn, so I was able to look in at them. Every single person in that house was standing still, staring right out their windows at us from every room. When when we turned around... (laughs) When we turned around, they continued to stare, still motionless, until we drove away. What the fuck? As we started to visit more frequently, I noticed that these people would always stop and stare, no matter the time of day. I wouldn't have gone back. No. I would not have. That's that's a sign. That's That's like a warning of get the hell out of here. You don't belong here. Oh, my God. I'm just like, I'm picturing that right now, just looking over and seeing. Because, you know, like when you... When you look into a house, your worst fear is always, like, having, like, a face stare directly back at you. But yeah. to look over and see a face in every single freaking window. Oh. Oh. Kim crawls. <laughs> right? So, as she said, I noticed that these people would always stop and stare, no matter the time of day. Though if it was daylight, everyone from every house would exit their homes and walk up to the end of their driveways to watch us drive down, then back up. One time, when turning around, two men and a woman were standing at the neck of the roundabout, staring at us before walking away back into the always lit house. Weird. I, I'm a pretty brave person. I would not have the balls to like just be driving around this street like that. No, I mean, the closest thing I can even think of like being in a situation is with third bridge that's out here in Colorado. Did you ever hear that? Like ghost tale? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think so. Well, for you and the listeners really quickly, uh, there's this tale that there's this bridge called third bridge. And, um, it was a site of kind of pretty much like, uh, a huge massacre. Yeah way back when, when Colorado was still getting settled. Uh And there's been a lot of stories that because of it, the land is cursed and uh, there's been like a few car accidents there. Like people have died randomly there. And so growing up or going into that area, it was always kind of like, Ooh, like going out to third bridge at night. And the one time I went out there, the two houses that are by third bridge had their lights on. And there was a guy standing on his front porch watching us the entire time. 
And I'm a huge chicken shit, so I was like, we should probably get going. Yeah. That's the closest. So being in this kind of situation, why would you even go back? Right? Fuck oh, no. Oh, Fuck no. Um, yeah, Miranda's told me about that bridge. I think she has a friend that went out there in, in the middle of the night or something and heard, like, Indian drums. Like, uh, Yeah, you can hear the drums way off into the distance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've heard of that. Based off the research we did into the property, we found out that they were calling themselves an eye clinic, something we found a little strange, considering there was no sign on the side of the road indicating an eye clinic, despite there being signs everywhere else telling you of nearby businesses. They had no signs on the property referring to themselves as an eye clinic, and their property was listed elsewhere as residential. Aside from that, if you didn't hear about the house from someone that had stumbled across it, you would never know it was there. Other things that we came to find out about this place was that they had a permit for underground tunnels. All of right. which right? All of which were connected to AC and heat units. And that they were permitted to have two three-story houses built in the back along with that. The ownership of this property would switch from person to person yearly although all the owners were part of the same family. Hmm. It was all pretty strange, to say the least, and we became more puzzled about it from day to day. People on other forums were talking about it, saying how they had spoken to the owners and knew the real story, though all the stories were drastically different from one another, and many of the people telling these accounts were from out of state. That is what we know about it, Now, the thing getting me to post this is that things have gotten a bit weird. We visited the place a lot, and we're pretty open about it. A lot of the time we took different vehicles, and nothing bad or weird happened to us. What the fuck do you mean nothing bad or weird happened? People coming out of their houses. That's weird. (laughs) Yeah. If not bad, it's definitely weird. We figured it was a cool place that we can do some investigating into, make us feel like we were doing something cool with little to no consequences. The only consequence that we were aware of was burning up gas. Mm. Tisk, tisk, tisk. Tisk, tisk, tisk. That was until two weeks ago. Mitch and I drove down there, just wanting to look at it like the statue stalkers we had become. Oh my god, yeah, like, what is their obsession with just staring at it at this right? point? Only to find the place completely dark. The houses weren't lit up. The garages that were oftentimes open were closed. Even the house at the bottom of the street that always had every room lit up was pitch black. Nothing. The only lights on the street came from under... Lit, <coughs> from under the lit Anubis statue. It was strange... Even our, even our radio worked. We turned around, noticed that every single white van was missing from its usual place. Confused, we drove home. Every day since then, we've been seeing this strange-looking man. He's tall, well-dressed, wears a black fedora that covers up curly black hair. He's fairly tan, with what appears to be dark-colored eyes. Honestly, I wouldn't have noticed him appearing everywhere we went, if I hadn't have spotted him outside my bedroom window on multiple occasions. Oh, what? Every time he's come around my home, 
He has one of these nondescript white vans, though I haven't noticed it around my work or school place. Ooh, they fucked up. First of all, anybody is outside my bedroom window multiple times, it's shotgun blast to the face. Questions yeah. later. I'm not gonna lie. If I like, if I see you once, I'm gonna be a little scared. If I see you twice, it's like the rage is gonna kick in, and I'm gonna just run out there full force. Yeah, it, it's on. It's on. And what is your boyfriend doing? Just sitting around watching? Are you guys just like making eye contact with him? <laughs> yeah, come on, Mitch. Where are you at? Well, damn it, Mitch. God damn it, Mitch. <sighs> I know I was doing the same thing by driving by their place to gawk, but it wasn't like I followed them everywhere they went. Nor do I have a really awesome statue in my lawn that begs people to come see it. Or attached to me, considering this guy is everywhere I am. He started with my bedroom window, then moved to my school, my work, and occasionally, if I stay up later, he moves and stares in through my living room window. It's creepy. Oh my god. I've called the police, but he's never around when they arrive. You, you gotta just take matters into your own hand. Yeah, at that point, like, if he's showing up that many times, or, girl, if he's following you through your house, through the windows. Yeah. I mean, if you were brave enough to keep going to this creepy-ass property, you were brave enough to grab some form of, like, defense and go outside. Yeah, and yeah, where's Mitch? Yeah. The thing that spurred me to even make this post was last night, just a few minutes before midnight, I heard a knock on the door. (gasps) I saw him stand there for a second, looking in through my door's window, before walking off. I waited around 30 minutes before actually opening the door to find an envelope on my home's welcome mat. I picked it up and brought it inside. Within was a note with only the words, Here we are. (laughs) Man. Um... Does anyone know what I should do? Obviously, I haven't gone down and checked out the property since he appeared, but I'm wondering if I should go out there and talk to him. Or, gosh, I don't know if anyone has any ideas on what I should do. And that is that Reddit post. Well, I mean, at this point... I mean, if she's already gone out there so many times and she's being followed, I would just, you know, I'd put on my big girl pants and go back out there one last time. Right. And be like, okay, if you guys are following me, like, what what are you hiding? Yeah. I, I And again, like, I, man, if you're outside my bedroom window, it's, it's going down. Yeah, and That's... the fact that, like, he was following her to her to her school, to her job, and yeah. then he was following her as she moved through her house. Yeah, it's 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 going down. I, you know, I, I if I didn't already have a shotgun, I'm I'm borrowing something from somebody and I'm I'm waiting for this guy. Like if it's a repeat mm-hmm. thing like that. I would go to the gun store right there and I'd have him follow me into the store. Right. And be like, oh, Look, do you want to come look into my window again tonight? <laughs> or, like, get, like, I don't know. I'd, honestly, I think I'd get creative with it, and I'd, like, booby-trap my home or something. Something. You got to do, do something. Yeah, instead of just, like, kind of sitting back and just letting it happen and then freaking out and it's, ah, what? Yeah. Or, okay. I mean, if, if, if he's coming in this white van, like, certified every time, 
Like, I'm, I'm waiting on my roof, like, sniper style. Yeah, and it's like, you have to, I mean, at that point, if you're able, if you know that he's there, you can easily become aware of, like, what time he shows up, what time he leaves. You can get one step ahead of him. Yeah, you gotta play the game back. If you, you, you started the game and they're playing it back, you gotta, you know, whatever, but... Anyhow, um, before we dive into the truth behind this eerie, eerie property, we've got a couple other things from people online. All right, so two more posts online I could find about the Oculus Anubis. This is from archive.heinesen.com, H-E-I-N-E-S-S-E-N.com. Hello. I don't post here really ever, but I am here to seek knowledge or better understanding of what this place could be. I live in Oregon, and this place is located in Damascus, Oregon. The name of it is Oculus Anubis. I'm pretty sure it is a cult of some sort. I've seen online they have permits to build tunnels. A lot of local kids around here and my friends go to the gate to take pictures, but recently I've been getting followed by a white SUV. The police have now stepped in. And that is that one. This last one is from a thread from pastebin.com. Yeah, I actually cracked the case yesterday. Some new age spiritualists that were just using a church to dodge taxes. The complex is actually just a large botanical garden with caves that work like greenhouses. So you can see some, some theories kind of spinning online. Yeah. Coming out from this. <clears throat> now, a uh, historicana, dot com. Uh, they boldly came out and say they solved the mystery. Oh. Um, kind of skip towards the end. It turns out that a family of well-traveled Egyptian art collectors have had the residence since 1971, but the widow named Sharon Neal revealed some very interesting plans in store for the residence. I won't spoil it here, but I am very excited about the home's future. It was honored, blah, blah, blah. Um, Really, really downplaying it at the end of that one. And all I can say is everything I've read to you Definitely has spatterings, spatterings of the truth, and and the real story. Um, as we know, this this is a real place that exists. And uh, well, any any thoughts before we move forward? Oh, man, I'm definitely kind of leaning on the cult side. Yeah, there's even one theory that every, somebody claims every house on the street has a family with the last name Neil in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Lots of weird stuff out there. Yeah. And <clears throat> I can definitely confirm about the white vans because on the Google map thing that I just did, I saw like two or three white vans in the driveways leading up to that cul-de-sac. Really? Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So, oh. and the fact that everybody kind of keeps watching, I don't know. This is where, like, my little brain starts going because I see, you know, all those movies of, um, I'm thinking of that one movie, I think it's called Us. Is that the new Jordan Peele movie? I think or so, yeah, where there's, like, 
Uh, what's the one before that? I don't know. I haven't watched. I've heard they're really good, though. Well, they have, like, these people are kind of just, like, very, like, robotic uh-uh. in a sense. And um, just very creepy and, like, non not actual humans. I don't yeah. know. I'm kind of, like, picking up on that with this neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, cult people are very disattached and disassociated. Pretty eerie. Pretty eerie indeed. I definitely wouldn't have been fucking around with this street. I definitely don't think that I don't. Say that again. I said I don't think that it was a, uh, a place of business. Well, let's get into that. This is an article from OregonLive.com. Uh, I guess uh, the Oregonian was their newspaper. This is an article entitled, Eye Clinic Manager Convicted in Huge Healthcare Fraud, Puppet of Father or Partner in Crime. Oh. A 41-year-old man who cheated public and private health insurance plans and the Internal Revenue Service out of $2.5 million over seven years at his father's eye clinic should spend at least two and a half years in federal prison. A prosecutor argued Tuesday. But a defense lawyer countered that Anthony Curtis Neal suffers from autism spectrum disorder and was acting as a servant for his manipulative, monstrous, and distorted father. Dr. Dean Elton Neal died at the age of 80 from a stroke in May 2015 before federal prosecutors could charge the ophthalmologist. So basically, the owner of that property did run an eye care, um, did, you know, he had his own eye care practice, and he... He's been scamming everybody out of money, and that that paid for this big property. Um, I'll keep going with this article, though. Tony wouldn't be here, but for his father, Assistant Federal Public Defender Thomas Price told the U.S. District Judge Robert E. Jones he was the minion for his dad's legacy. Assistant U.S. Attorney Seth Urim didn't dispute that Dr. Neal was the mastermind behind the lengthy scam, but the prosecutor didn't accept that the younger Neil was his father's, quote, puppet. The son was well aware of the fraud, Urim said, and became a partner in perpetuating it. The prosecutor cited emails between the son and another ophthalmologist who worked at the small practice and had complained about unethical billing practices before he was fired. Quote, Tony Neal was a knowing frontman in this scheme, and his father worked behind the scenes in this scheme to make it a success, Yerem said. Neal pleaded guilty last summer to committing health care fraud by submitting false bills to public and private benefit programs and conspiring to defraud the United States through a family scheme to evade paying federal income taxes. He agreed to pay $2.5 million in restitution. He and his father ran 2020 Eye Care in Gresham. They required patients to undergo unnecessary testing, double-billed patients for certain tests, and then put the revenue in a bank account of a shell company called Oculus Inc. 
Uh, the company's address is located at the Oculus Anubis property and only had three employees listed for it, which were the father, the son, and the wife. It almost sounds like that was kind of like a cover-up or like a front business. Uh, basically just a shell business to, um, to, to launder all their money. Yeah. Yeah. Tony Neal and his father subjected hundreds of patients to unnecessary medical tasting, testing just to make more money. Urim and, US, Urim and Assistant U.S. Attorney Donnie, Donna Maddox wrote in a sentencing memo, the father and son used about $3 million in Oculus funds to start building the multi-million dollar 35,000 square foot house complete with a helipad and tennis pavilion for Anthony Neal and his wife in Damascus. It was to be linked through a heated tunnel to Dr. Neal's house, 75 yards away, where the younger Neal and his wife lived in the basement. The house was never finished. So again, you can, you can see all the parts of these rumors are, are actually true in a sense. They were building a tunnel, and they were building another large facility behind the main house. But it was just for the son to live there and have a connecting tunnel. Um, Supposedly. really quickly too, I do still have Google Maps up, and you can actually see the site of where they are building the unfinished property. Yeah. Now, were they building a son's house? Were they building a large center of worship? The world will never know. No, but that's a big ass property. Whatever they're building. Yeah, fucking helipad, tennis courts. I'll um, I'll take a screenshot of it right now because I mean, this house isn't even linked to any public roads. Yeah, that's, I don't have a picture of that, so you can send me that, too. Um, and, you know, the crazy thing is, like, they're living in Oregon. Like, aside from, you know, the weather's pretty, I guess rain, but, like, they have an underground tunnel going. Like, you live in Minnesota or something, like, <laughs> you know? That's fucking wild. Uh, the father and son concealed from the IRS more than $1.3 million in company revenue Ooh. each year. From 2009 to 2013. 1.3 wow. a year for four years. There's no dispute that the entire Neil family lived off about $3 million in unreported income, Yuram said. That's like almost $5 million by my calculations. That's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony's Neil defense lawyer painted a disturbing portrait of the father that was strikingly different from his glowing obituary which described a devoted caring and compassionate eye doctor who was still seeing patients through 52 years of service this place very was like a pillar of the community he like was the local eye doctor in this city um you know he was liked and um kind of a fair warning um that it some of this gets a little little darker uh, as the defendant's mother, wife, brothers, and relatives looked at, <coughs> looked on Price, I'm sorry. As the defendant's mother, wife, brothers, and relatives looked on, Price told the judge that Dr. Neal wreaked havoc on his family, abused his wife, and his disabled son was, obs <coughs> he was also obsessed by his image and driven by enormous ego and greed. When Anthony Neal reported that he was raped as a child by an acquaintance, that his father refused to report the sexual assault to police, 
because he was concerned it would be, quote, bad for his image. Oh, well. Instead, the elder Neil told his son to toughen up. The child turned to chewing on the back of his hands, his way of dealing with the abuse. Price showed the court slides of teeth marks on Neil's hands as a child. When Neil was 13, his father would stumble drunk into his son's bedroom and demand that they, the boy go to the master bedroom to tell his mother to have sex with her husband. Oh my God. Dr. Neil also abused his wife, Price said. He would tie her up and rape her, prompting her to file a restraining order against him in 1997, the lawyer said. In the petition, she wrote that Dr. Neil would force her to have sex, was unstable, and abused alcohol. She filed for divorce that year, but they remained married. The doctor's wife, Sharon Neal, sat in the front row of the courtroom gallery surrounded by family, closing her eyes at times as Price revealed the sordid, de- sordid personal details. Anthony Neal dropped out of school after 10th grade. He tried to escape his father's control by faking his name on a passport and traveling to Russia. But he couldn't fully get away. After returning to the United States, he began working at his dad's practice. Tony Neal compiled with his father because of all that history of abuse. Though the son managed the practice and handling the billing paperwork, he never put himself on the payroll, and he didn't file personal income tax returns during those years. Their scheme unraveled after the practice's primary ophthalmologist and only surgeon, Dr. J. Futerman, was fired on January 9th of 2012 after having worked there about four years. Less than six months before, Futerman refused to allow the practice to fraudulently bill health insurance programs for unnecessary tests on patients. Tony Neal claimed in emails that the firing was due to Futerman's reduced revenue. Futerman became the federal government's initial source about the fraud. He told authorities, for example, that Dr. Neal was billing patients for an exam to diagnose best disease. He said the test served no purpose and that Dr. Neal didn't even know how to interpret the test results. Patrick Guten director of special investigations unit for the Regents Blue Cross Blue Shield told the judge that the health insurer suffered a loss of about $466,000 because of Dr. Neal's frauding. And that's just one company. Uh, Tony Neal, dressed in a dark suit, stood and addressed the judge briefly. He thanked his defense team for helping him understand what I was doing. It took me some time to get a clear picture, he said. I want to apologize to all the parties involved in this. He asked to be granted help going forward to steer clear of such negative influences and pursue a career, perhaps in computer science or electric circuitry. The judge took a 10-minute break and then issued his sentence. This is about as tough as it gets, Jones said. The main culprit responsible for the massive fraud is dead. Dr. Neal was an abusive alcoholic, about as evil as a person as you can imagine, especially involving his disabled son, the judge said. Yet told the younger Neal, you are not dumb. You were certainly under the thumb of your father, but you knew right from wrong, so you have culpability. 
Dr. Neal left his son with no assets, no job, and the judge found the man before him wasn't driven by greed. You are vulnerable without any doubt in my mind, Jones said, but something has got to be done. My solution is not perfect. Jones sentenced Neal to one year and one day in federal prison, meaning he will receive credit for time served and likely serve 15% of that followed by three years of supervised release. He was ordered to pay $1.7 million in restitution to Medicare, Care Oregon, and several private health insurance companies, and 817000 to the IRS. So, yeah, $2.5 million in restitution. Wow. That's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Neil's lawyer asked if Neil's prison surrender date could be delayed until after his two children could finish school. Uh, the judge consented, and his sentence would start on July 5th. So that's the rest of the story. Kind of kind of shitty. Um, Very shitty. You, you hate to hear about a person like that. But it's it still does leave some unanswered questions. Uh, you you kind of did part of the work that I kept telling myself to do, and I forgot. I, I never actually Google mapped that street. Um, the fact that you're still seeing those white vans is quite interesting because um, that Reddit story, I was ready to take most of it as fabrication. When was it posted? I want to say about seven years ago. Seven years ago? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's not... Are you tapping on something? Oh, sorry. It's my maps. Ah. Um, yeah, that's... Because I kind of thought the same thing, too. That's why I wanted to actually see... Kind of see if you can actually see these vans. And, yeah, lo and behold. Well, it's very interesting. I mean, the whole situation just... It, it screams cold to you, right? Yeah, like, I definitely... I feel like there's... Definitely money laundering, and you know there were criminal offenses, but I think there's a bigger story that wasn't unearthed. Yeah, it, it feels like it, right? Especially just with like, like <clears throat> I mean, one the entrance to this place and that shrine, like, like I mean, if you if you're working closely with Egyptian gods, where you have a shrine up like that, and you have pyramids, and you have you know, you actually have, this is like a, um, what's the word? Uh, oh my God, I can't even think of the word right now. But it's just like, that's like a, that place is literally a place of worship. Yeah, I mean, no matter what, like you, those pyramids, that temple, there's an energy going on there. Being, yeah. There's I mean, an, can... Being summoned there. And you saw that one place, that picture with like the columns, that kind of yeah. little mini- mini auditorium kind of thing or like that's definitely you know that's like a worship circle ri- yeah a ritualistic circle of some sort i mean especially with the columns around it i mean this is coming from my little woo woo uh, ass but i mean any type of ritual or ceremony that is performed you need to have, be within a circle of protection and i mean those columns like columns are considered you know like um God, 
I can't even think right now. It's like columns of energy, so you can, like, shoot it up. Yeah, yeah. My thing is, if you're this big collector of art, and you've even got all this money for buildings and whatnot, like, I'm not leaving my priceless art outside. No. No. I'm going to create a little mini museum connected to my mini mansion. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Also, with the pyramids and, you know, the underground tunnels, there is, I think, a lot more that's going on than let me see I here. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I've got a couple things on my mind, um, especially going to that Reddit story. Um, say, it, say it's true, or 90% of it's true even. The pyramids being lit sometimes. Like a... Do you think that, like, I I could picture that symbolizing, like, a ritual is in place right now. Yeah, especially, I mean, when they went there and all the vans were gone, all the lights were turned on, and the only thing that was lit was that statue. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely, I mean, if there's underground tunnels, you know, they're not going to be stupid and have a ritual up top. Yeah. They're underground. Yeah, and now you can move people from Temple A to Temple B. And those pictures that you showed me, it definitely looks like those are, like, you know, entrances to these tunnels and caves that are covered up. Yeah, so, yeah, now you got this, I forgot about that, you got this cave-looking door, too. Uh-huh. With an obvious path going right up to it. You know, this kind of reminds me of, um, <clears throat> oh my gosh, what is that place called? It's There's a huge owl there. Yes, I want to do an episode on that. Um, one second. It's where, it's where all the presidents go and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, um, oh, my God. Yeah, I can't think of the name right now, either, because the owl has a name. I know it's on, I think it's uh, Bohemian Grove. Bohemian Grove. Yeah, we're we're going to hit that, for sure. Yeah, that's another one where I kind of, I don't know, maybe yeah. you should be I, I'm with, my imagination to run wild, but I think this is very similar to Bohemian Grove. No, I'm with you. This definitely had a Bohemian Grove feel to it. So some other questions I have, and I don't want to discredit anybody's story of abuse or anything like that, but, you know, she filed a restraining order and didn't leave the house. She filed for divorce and didn't do it, and she lived in that house until it got foreclosed and taken away by the bank. I mean... Why Why wasn't she leaving? I think in that situation, um, I don't know, from personal experience, from, like, people I know and whatnot, a lot of the times, if you are subjected to abuse, you do typically feel kind of trapped. And I think with somebody who had that kind of power and money, I don't think it would be as simple as leaving. And she, I feel like, I don't know, maybe... She's used to a lifestyle yeah especially like when you are with somebody that well off i mean how many times do you is it stereotyped in movies you know these rich ass men are living in this grand house living this grand life and their wife has an amazing life too but their wives are getting the shit beat out of them every single night behind closed doors yeah yeah and so i think in this case too like maybe she did try to leave and who knows if it was a cult i mean you're kind of bound to it that's kind of what I was pointing at. Um, and, and I definitely, you know, I, victims of abuse, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not downplaying the severity of how hard it is to leave that situation. I'm calling the question that, that she was taking 
supposedly was taking steps towards it, to, to file a restraining order and file for divorce, I mean, those are big steps. Yeah, especially a restraining order. It's almost as if, like, I don't know. I, I, I think, yeah, I have to go with the cult route. I think she was bound to it. Interesting. Because that's also kind of um, like Scientology. Scientologists, when you try to leave. Yeah, you can't leave that. No. Yeah. And so I think, who knows, maybe it was the same thing with this, where how that one woman, you know, started showing up to this land and getting followed. Maybe that kind of happened to her, but to a greater extreme. Hmm. Very interesting. And um, yeah, like I said, I mean, she definitely remained there after he died. Um, you know, we'll, we'll never know the full story, I guess. I'm like looking at this little, um, the cul-de-sac too, and it almost looks like there's like many cameras surrounding the whole thing. There are definitely cameras around the gate. Um, whether they were there, I don't think they're in the pictures we have, but they, they ended up getting cameras. What's the address for Google Maps? Um, 17749. Southeast Forest Hill Drive, Damascus, Oregon. I just saw too the image captures from two er, two thousand eleven. Okay, Southeast what? Uh, Southeast Forest Hill Drive. That's interesting. They haven't even sent out a Google truck to get new images of this place in almost yeah. ten years. Hold on, I'm curious. I am very curious now to see if like a major road by it was actually captured recently. Weird. Okay, so I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but I just dropped my little guy on Google Maps in the surrounding area, uh-huh. and all of those images have been updated in the last year. Interesting. That one street is the one street that hasn't been updated in nearly 10 years. Huh. That's a little interesting. That is very interesting. Okay. I switched to satellite and lost it. Ah, good thing I don't live in Oregon. See, I'd be one of those nosy people now and I'd go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely would have gone and checked it out once, but if the circumstances described in the Reddit post are true, I would have gone and checked it out only once. Yeah, I wouldn't have gone back. How many times did she end up going back? I'm curious. I mean, when she listed those times, like 10 a.m., whatever, I mean, I have to say they got into double digits. Yeah, see, that's like, any good super sleuther would know, you don't, you don't do that, and if you are doing that, you make sure that you're not known. Yeah. You gotta be, like, secretive, you gotta be on the DL. Yeah, and I'm just saying, like, I'm not making it down the street if there's just... Every house is watching me. Like, I'm turning around. Oh, yeah. That's the thing, too, is if you're going down there at night and all these houses are fully lit up, all the blinds open, one, you've got to be a psychopath to have all your blinds open in the middle of the night with all your lights on. Yeah. Because you know people are looking in. Yeah. (laughs) Because you're shot into your house. (laughs) Yeah, that's it's wild. And the fact that they're like, oh, this is normal. We're going to keep on driving. But this is getting a little weird. And the fact that everyone has white vans. That's crazy. Yeah, that's, I don't know. It's they, tri- tripping me out that that is 
halfway confirmed fact at least. Yeah, the vans. I'm not gonna lie. At the start of the episode, when I dropped my little dude and I saw the white van, I was like, "What?" Man. <laughs> and possible, possible man in black coming out. Like, yeah, when you said that too with the fedora. Yeah. And the tan skin. Yep. Is, yep. oh my gosh. Um, I, I actually had talked to somebody recently. Um. Side note, but not a side note. It kind of ties into the episode, ties into the black and or the men in black episode too. I was at a bar and I was talking to somebody who had actually met a serial killer, and I was like, "What?" And so I was talking with him. He was telling me the story, and then he gets up and leaves. And the bartender comes up to me because I told him I was like, "Oh, I have this podcast where we talk about weird things. I'd love to have you on it." He was like, "For sure." He gets up and leaves, and the bartender comes over, and we're talking, and she was like, hey, I have a weird story for you, but I don't want to be on the record, so she's like, don't mention my name, and I don't want to be on your show, but you can bring this up. And I was like, okay, get this. She worked at a speakeasy bar out in New York a couple years ago, and this guy walked in. I mean, it was a dive bar, dive bar kind of speakeasy setup. Um, so, you know, people are ordering, like, a beer and a shot. That's kind of it. Well, this guy walks in wearing like a Prada suit. He's very well dressed up. Um, He, oh my goodness. He's sitting there drinking an apple martini and she notices what he's drinking. And she was like, I just thought it was very weird because, you know, everyone who walks in here orders like a rolling rocks and a shot of like Jameson. And so she's watching him and she goes on throughout the night and then as she walks by again she like looks at him again and she saw his eyes blink like a cat huh and she was like i thought i was tripping out so i didn't say anything and then she walked by again you know kind of kept an eye, kept an eye on him and he did it again and they made eye contact and she was like he immediately dropped down a hundred dollar bill finished his drink and ran out of the bar because his eyelids instead of blinking like we do up and down they blink side to side and then up and down. What? And she was like, I have never, she was like, I had the weirdest feeling stir within my body. And she was like, he already had paid for his drink, he already tipped out, and he left $100 on the bars, like, bar tabletop, and, like, ran out. That's crazy. And she was like, he was wearing a fedora-type hat, he was wearing a very well-nice suit, he was very well-off, lots of jewelry, and I was like, what? Huh. It's a little side note for you guys. Very interesting. I forgot that. Yeah, she told me that like a couple weeks ago. That's that's fucking. I don't even know. Reptile people or. I don't know because I mentioned the Men in Black and then she told me that and I was like, Yeah. Weird. I don't know if that's Men in Black, but that's definitely something that's not human. I mean, after our Men in Black episode, who knows what's Men in Black? You know. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I go through life now and I'm like, are you human? Are you an alien? Are you a reptile? I'm not sure. (laughs) Right? At this point in my life, anything is possible, and this show only continues to confirm that. (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, um, as always, we can't put a pretty little bow on everything, but that is the story of the Oculus Anubis. Um, I thought I had it somewhere where, yeah, it's definitely, it's not Anubis, it's Seca, the god of, she's the god of war and healing, goddess of war and healing. Sekhmet, that's it. 
Uh, Egyptian god Sekhmet is Egyptian goddess of the sun, war, destruction, plagues, and healing. She is one of the oldest deities and one of the most powerful. Her name may also be spelled Saket, Sekhmet, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But that's who the statue is. You know it because of the big disc over the head, and it's actually a, a cat face, not a jackal like Anubis. And, uh, yeah, if anybody has any other stories about it or interesting theories or sightings, definitely shoot us an email at spweirdworld at gmail. Um, really quickly, what I found is a little interesting is uh, Sekhet, she is depicted as a lioness, and in front of those gates are huge lions. Yeah. Lion crossed. Yep, and even the crest has a lion and a dragon fighting in it. That's definitely, I mean, that's like a whole shrine dedicated to her. Yeah, yeah. And anybody who works with, you know, gods or goddesses or does really close with prayers knows, like, if you have a shrine set up, you're, like, trying to activate that power. Yeah, so that's, uh... I definitely think there there was something going on. And whether that whole street was involved or not, I can't say. If they were... That is some ultra-creepy shit that I do not want to be a part of. Nope. I'm going to stay far away from uh, yeah. that part of the world. <laughs> yeah, right? And, uh, yeah, we, we've dipped our toes in that jacuzzi, and we have decided not to go in. Nope. So uh, if anybody is listening to this, you know, how the men in black give us that warning, we're not going to dive deeper into this. Like, we will be with uh, Skinwalker Ranch, so don't worry. <laughs> yeah, we're sticking with the Skinwalkers. Um, yep. Yeah. I'll leave this one alone. I don't want to mess with this. I feel like this has heebie-jeebies written all over it. <laughs> Lots of heebies with a side of jeebies. Yeah, I don't want walking up into my weebies. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, um, you know, everybody, it, it's, you know, slightly hard times right now. Hopefully you can make the best of it. Um, if you're out of work, I, I really hope you're doing okay and making the best of things. I know if you are out of work in the industry, I am. Um, Miller Lite just started like a something million dollar grant for bartenders who are out of work. I know there's a couple other industry, you know, foundations and things like that. File for your unemployment wherever you are. Um, you've been paying for it the whole time you've been working, so you might as well use some of it. And other than that, you know, just try and stay positive and in, enjoy time with your family or whatever you have going on right now. If Reach out to loved ones. Yeah. If it's time by yourself, you know, do some meditation and, you know, figure some things out. I think the biggest thing right now is given all the uncertainty and fear that's roaming around, just trying to remember the positive in this and just trying to keep yourself occupied and not allow yourself to sink into that dark mindset. Especially being trapped inside the house. Cabin fever is a thing. Yeah. So, you know, if you need somebody to talk to, you can always reach out to us on our Instagrams or email. Um, If you want to video chat, send me a DM. I'll video chat with you. We are literally not doing anything right now. Nope. (laughs) So, you know what? I will set down the video games for you, dear listener. If you have a one-on-one chat. And once I finish my house chores for the day, I'm allowed to do mostly whatever I want. So, you know, I've got some freedom, too. Yeah, if you guys want, we can have, like, a huge video chat party where you throw weird things at us. Yeah, fuck it. We'll do it. We'll we'll, have, like, an open session. Actually, Greg, that'd be kind of fun. That'd be really fun. We can even record it. a little live stream? Yeah, that'd be cool. Hmm, 
Well, dear listeners, maybe we'll work on that. Maybe we'll work on it. Maybe we'll play video games. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Who knows? Um, be good to each other. Uh, tell people about the podcast. You know, nobody's doing anything right now, so uh, send out some links for the show. Get people listening. Get people involved. Um, I don't know involved with what. Involved with listening. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> involved with the weird, strange world. The true narrative. Yeah, you, you down with the strangeness. Oh, you can follow us at SP Weird World uh, at Facebook and Instagram. Keep up with all the weirdness. Check out all the pictures for the show. You can follow what basically is my cooking adventures <laughs> on my Instagram at Greg's Weird World. Um, I do a lot of cooking. I've busted out my flat top grill for the year, so um, you. I've already done some, like, bacon fried rice, some mojo pork cubanos. So that's kind of what I do on Instagram is just showcase my cooking. You can follow Anya and her just weirdness on Instagram and her weird life and her um, thoughts of peacefulness and things at Anya Daniela. Are you still there? I think I lost Anya. Well, I'm going to finish out the show by myself, I guess. Um... Yeah, follow us at those things, and as always, I need to do one more thing. You guys, go ahead and keep it weird. I'm all by Well, I never knew anything like that in the whole of my life. Nice.